Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. We thank you for salvation in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity, the freedom to come to this place today, that we might open God's Word, that we might hear understanding from your Word about how to take care of our families. We pray for the families of First Baptist Church. We pray that we might be godly families, that we might be an example of what it means to follow Jesus Christ, that we might teach our children the truths of God's Word, our grandchildren the truths of God's Word. We pray that people might see a difference in our lives and that <clears throat> what we do in our children and grandchildren's lives will make a difference in their lives for the next generation and the one beyond that. Again, we're thankful for our guests. These are our first responders who have joined us today. May the Lord bless them and their families as we gather to think about uh, what it is that we do in our families that pleases you. So, Lord, we have on our minds today all of our own children and grandchildren. <clears throat> we pray for each one of them, and we ask that today you would help us as we continue to think about our duty and responsibility to our children to care for their souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. And again, good morning. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest, we're honored to have you. Those of you joining us online, I know many of you are <clears throat> not able to be with us these days. We miss you. We're praying for you to get better. Uh, those of you who are guests with us in this service at, here at First Baptist Church these days, we're talking about the importance of living and helping our families as parents and grandparents to be uh, godly children, to learn the truths of God's Word. And so we're going through the book of Proverbs. So find yourself in Proverbs chapter number 4, because today we'll be looking at a somewhat famous verse as we continue through these days together of thinking about these great things that we must teach our children. If we care about everything in our children's lives, but we don't care about their soul, we've, we've neglected the most important responsibility we have as parents and grandparents. So we've sought to find some guidance on this. So someone says, so Pastor Mike, what do we do? How do we care for our children's souls? Well, I, I submit to you that using Proverbs chapter, all of God's word is important and you can take all of God's word to teach your children. But especially in Proverbs chapter one through chapter nine, we have a number of wonderful truths that, that we should teach our children and our grandchildren. So what I'm saying these days is not only for parents, but also for grandparents. Uh, out in the foyer, I mentioned this to you before, we, we gave you the list of all of these 10 uh, issues, these 10 priorities that we teach our children uh, out in the hallway. And uh, we've, we've already covered a number of these. We're to teach our children to fear the Lord. Proverbs 1.7. We're to teach our children to resist the enticements of sin, Proverbs 1.10. We're to teach our children to trust the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We're to, trust our, we're to teach our children to treasure God's Word, Proverbs 3.13. And we're to teach our children to treat other people fairly, Proverbs 3.27. And uh, last week we looked at Proverbs chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. We're to teach our children to follow the path that leads to life. Boys and girls who are here, I'm always glad our boys and girls 
are able to come to this service. They have their Bibles. Boys and girls, you must fear the Lord. Boys and girls, you must avoid being drawn away to sin. Boys and girls, you must trust the Lord with all your heart and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Now, boys and girls, you must learn to love and treasure God's Word and to read it and memorize it and put it in your heart. Boys and girls, you must treat other people fairly. It doesn't matter what they do to you. It's what the Lord Jesus taught us and what we learn in God's Word. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. And then, boys and girls, watch the road you get on. Watch the ways you go. Follow Jesus and follow the narrow path that leads to life. Don't go down the path that leads to death and destruction and despair. And now today, boys and girls and parents and followers of Jesus, today we learn this vital, vital truth of guarding our hearts. What does it mean for us to guard our hearts. So we'll read together <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 4, beginning in verse number 20, and our focus will be verse 23. My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Notice that phrase, keep them in the midst of your heart. <clears throat> For they are life to those who find them <clears throat> and health to all their body. Verse 23, notice now, this is our focus. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Heavenly Father, now we've read your word and we ask that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher now as we think about guarding our own heart and teaching our children to guard their hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our focus today is this, that godly parents, followers of Jesus, godly parents, watch their own hearts and teach their children to watch their hearts. Our first responders here today, remind us of this important matter of guarding and watching and being diligent and vigilant <clears throat> to watch for danger. Now we think about in our spiritual lives, the importance, this is an obligation for everybody here, including this preacher. All of us must do this. This is a common duty for all of us, but we must also teach our children how to do this. And we do it best when we, first of all, <clears throat> guard our own hearts and watch over our own hearts. So let me begin by asking you a couple of questions. Number one, do you know the importance of your heart? You know, we talk about uh, someone's, uh, they, their, their heart is taken with someone or they're, they're, they've given their heart to somebody. We, we, we use that language a lot. In the Bible, the word heart has to do with your mind. It has to do with your emotions. It has to do with your desires. It has to do with your choices. All of those things make up what God's Word describes as the heart. And every person in here, you, you must understand that out of your heart come, as we read here, out of your heart come all the springs of life, come all the, all the actions of life. They flow from your heart. And I'll talk more about that in just a moment. 
But I truly want to ask you this question. Do you understand the importance of your inner heart? I'm not talking about, it is important that you take care of your physical heart. It is important that you take care of your physical health. It is important that we do that. We spend a lot of time on our physical body, but how much time do we spend on our spiritual condition? Well, this is what we're talking about today. Do you know the importance of your thoughts, how they impact your life decisions? Do you know the importance of your emotions and your desires? <clears throat> there are many today who are troubled and struggling in these hard days that we're living in. Do you understand what's causing you to have those emotions and that despair and that discouragement? Do you know what triggers in your life what you decide to do? What impulses come from your life? Are you aware of what's in your heart today? You see, as I stand before you today, there, there are things in my heart, my mind, my emotions, my desires. I'm not exempt from that, nor are you. You came in here with your heart in a particular kind of condition. Your spiritual life is in some kind of condition. You've either completely ignored your spiritual life, you've completely ignored your heart condition, you just think about whatever you think about, have whatever emotions you have, have whatever desires, and pick and choose whatever you want to do. But there is great danger when you do that. You see, you must be aware of your condition. This is why we go to these words in Proverbs chapter 4. It is the appeal of a godly parent. Reminding children, as I remind you, and you must remind your children and grandchildren, to watch their heart. Watch their heart. So there are three observations I want us to look at today. Number one, godly parents understand the importance of knowing God's Word by heart. There's something about God's Word and my inner person that I must understand the connection between the two. Secondly, godly parents carefully guard their hearts. First of all, they carefully guard their own hearts from ungodliness and they teach their children the practice of guarding their hearts. And finally, godly parents know that a guarded heart leads to a holy life. Guarded hearts protect us and guard us so that we might live and follow Jesus and live in such a way that we're, our life is pleasing to God and that we do good to our neighbor. All of this is bound up in our heart. I, I want to go back and I won't spend a lot of time on this for the sake of time, but I do want to point out something about parenting and grandparenting. There is a need for you not to give up on persistently encouraging and prodding and exhorting your children, no matter what their age, that they will walk with God. Just follow along with me. Look at how many times we see this appeal of a godly parent. We, we read it here in verse 20. My son or daughter, my children, give attention to my words. You see, boys and girls, you need to listen to what your mom and dad say to you. You need to listen to what they're saying to you when they talk to you about how to live and how to treat other people and how to live a life that pleases God. Here we see it. We see this appeal, this persistent appeal of a godly parent. My son, give attention to my words. Well, just turn back and let me just take your eye through this quickly. Notice how many times we read this. Proverbs 1.8. Hear my son, your father's instruction. 
Verse number 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. Verse 15, I'm in chapter 1. My son, do not walk in the way with those who live <clears throat> in wickedness. In chapter 2, verse 1, my son... If you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. Again, chapter 3, verse number 1. My son, do not forget my teachings. Again, chapter number, uh, number 21, chapter 3, 21. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Chapter 4, verse 1. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father and give attention that you may gain understanding. And again, chapter 4, verse number 10. Hear my son and, and assent to my sayings and the years of your life will be many. There is this appeal of godly parents over and over to their children regardless of their age. Every parent in this room, you must do this. You must not grow weary in exhorting your children to walk with God, to receive the truth of God and live for God. You must continue to do it. You don't do it based on their behavior. You don't do it based on whether they follow your advice or not. You do it because it is your godly duty as a parent to appeal to them over and over to follow Jesus and to do the things of God's Word. So the first thing is that godly parents understand the importance of God's Word. They also understand the importance of the heart. So we read in verse 21, Do not let them, that is His words, don't let these godly words from God's Word from parents, do not let them depart from your sight. Notice, keep them in the midst of your heart. In fact, look at how many times we've seen this word about keeping God's Word in your heart. Chapter 2, uh, verse number 1 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. We read in chapter 3, uh, verse number 1, My son, do not forget my teachings, but let your heart keep my commandments. In chapter number 4, verse 4, Then he taught me, that is, my father taught me and said, Let your heart hold fast my words. Look, it is my responsibility as a parent, it is your responsibility as a parent and as a grandparent to continue to bring to mind of our boys and girls, our children, the truths of God's Word. You don't tell them one time, you repeat it over and over. You do it in all kinds of ways through all the seasons of their life. You speak to them one way when they're primary children. You speak to another way to them when they're when they're teenagers, when they're students, and when they're adults. But we must continue to ingrain in our children the truths of God's Word. It is the importance of learning it by heart. We talk about learning things by heart, memorizing. Now, there was a time in school where it was important to memorize. We didn't have computers and devices that think for us always, and we had to memorize things. We had to put them in our heart. What do we do in this church? Without apology, we take our boys and girls from the youngest of days through their student days and we teach them God's Word. We teach them how to memorize God's Word. We talk about God's Word. We teach them how to think about God's Word or meditate on it. Here's my question. Do you do that in your life? This is not just an obligation for your children. You see, your heart is affected. That is, your mind and your emotions and your de desires are affected by the truths or lies that you submit to. Who do you listen to? Who gives you your information? 
Who do you believe has, is the source of truth? Do you listen to what Jesus Christ said in the words that we've talked about before, the truths that last, the red letter words in the New Testament? Do you open God's word and recognize that in this blessed book, you find direction and help for all of life's needs. You see, as I put God's Word in my mind, it affects my desires and it affects my emotions. It affects my choices. It affects where I go, what I say, and what I do. So godly parents continue. They know the absolute value of knowing God's Word by heart. That's why we teach our children to memorize God's Word. Down the hall, we work with the children learning God's Word. Many of you parents do it at home. You memorize God's Word together. Well, that's an important truth for us today as we begin. My son, verse 20, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your sight, keep them in the midst of your heart. You know why? Your children won't always be little primary kids around your table. One day they'll be students. One day they'll be adults. And the question will be, what have you put in their heart? What have you put in the heart of your children? Have you placed in their hearts truths from God's Word that regardless of whether they buy it or believe it or not, they know that mom and dad taught them the truth of God's word. That's why David said in Psalm 119, Your word I have treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. Secondly, godly parents carefully guard their hearts from ungodliness. So I pause here for just a moment to remind you and I that we have a, we have a work to do. We have a constant job to do. Verse 23. Watch over your heart with all diligence. By the way, I can't watch over your heart and you can't watch over mine. I have to do this for myself. You can't even watch over your children's heart. Whatever takes your children's hearts away. Boys and girls, you must watch over your heart. That is, you must watch what you think about. You must watch what you feel. You must watch what you desire. And you must watch what you choose to do. It's important for us to watch over our hearts. I remind us all today of what the prophet said. Jeremiah chapter 17. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Now the next verse answers it. The Lord knows our hearts. But you know what? We don't know our hearts like God knows our hearts. And the reality is today that I have a deceitful heart and so do you. My mind wants one thing, but I do something else. I, I, I know I should think about these things, but I think about this. I desire this, but I should desire these godly things. I have emotions and I, I should be rejoicing, but I'm in despair. All of these happen. My heart can trick me and your heart can trick you. Don't be fooled by your heart. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. The heart is deceitful. That's why we're given this job. Watch over your heart. Guard your heart. This word watch is a Hebrew word that means, I, I, I couldn't pick one, so I chose three of the different definitions. It means to guard, protect, or maintain. When you read here, watch over your heart, you could say, guard your heart. You could say, protect your heart. 
you could say maintain your heart. And then the word diligence is an interesting Hebrew word. It's a word that has to do with jailers who, who guard those who are in confinement. That's the way you, that's, look, you don't want to let your heart run away with wicked things and wicked thoughts. It'll take you to a place you don't want to be. It'll cause you to do things you don't want to do. You see, all of my actions start in my mind. All of my choices began in what I felt and desired. So it becomes very important. In fact, one old preacher said this about this verse, Proverbs 4.23. This matter of keeping our heart or guarding or protecting our heart is the primary business of the Christian life. And I would agree with that. This is your job and mine. You have a duty here today. And for some of us, the reason why we're in such misery, the reason why we're in such fear, the reason why we're in such despair, the reason why we cannot trust God because we, is because we have not watched our hearts and our hearts have grown cold. We don't have any fire for God in our heart. We've, we've grown cynical, hateful, bitter, whatever it may be. Oh, my friend, the condition of your heart leads to the decisions and choices of life. Watch over your heart with all diligence. Make this your first job. You watch your heart in the morning. You watch it in the day. You watch it at night. You spend time before God presenting yourself to Him. You watch over Him and you pay attention when sinful thoughts preoccupy your minds. And when sinful emotions seem to control you and desires that are wicked seem to take hold of you, they're driving you to make choices that you will not be pleased with in the days ahead. You must protect your mind by taking the Word of God and guess what? Learning how to, how to think spiritually. That's right. You learn how to think spiritually. You learn what it means to have godly emotions. You learn what it means to have Christ-like desires. This is the discipline of walking with God. And I'm saying this to you because as a parent, you cannot teach your children to do something you do not do. If you are guilty today of not watching your heart, my friend... You're moving in a place you don't want to go and your children will imitate what you do. So we learn as we come to the Lord's table, when we take the Lord's Supper, we, we call ourselves to examine ourselves. That's not just something you do when you receive the Lord's Supper. You examine yourself every day spiritually to see what condition you're in. You ask yourself, why am I thinking these kinds of thoughts? Why am I having these kinds of desires? Why, why is this the driving desire of my life? What's causing me to have these kinds of emotions? And why am I making these choices? You know, every day we wake up and we make choices. Every day. And you make a choice. Your choices are informed by what you're thinking, what you're desiring, and what you're feeling. Never, never mistake that. Deuteronomy 4.9 says, Take heed to your way and keep your soul diligently. Pay attention to what you're doing because it will show you what's inside of you. And that leads me to the last principle. Godly parents know, godly parents know that a guarded heart 
leads to holy living. Notice now, let's read Proverbs 4.23 again. Watch over your heart. How? With all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. By the way, you cannot teach your children, as I said, to do this if you don't do it. But your children need to have you talk with them about how you do it. You know the easiest way? You know the easiest way to determine the condition of your heart? Ask yourself questions. Ask yourself questions. David did it in the Psalms. Why are you sad, O oh my soul? He said it to himself. You might be here today and you're very sad. Why are you sad? Have you asked yourself the question in your soul, why am I sad? Or why am I angry? Why am I bitter? Why am I unforgiving? Why am I hateful? Why am I rude and coarse? And why? We ask ourselves the question, you know, this is what you must do with your children. I know they won't like it. My kids didn't like it, but you have to ask them questions. They might roll their eyes. They might try to leave and walk away, but you must ask them questions. How are you feeling today? Why are you thinking those thoughts today? Why do you desire that today? These are the things in the everyday of life, when you're driving in your car, when you're sitting uh, for a meal, when you're together in some kind of occasion, when you see your children in some kind of concerned condition, you ask them questions. You teach your children that asking yourself questions helps to determine what's going on on the inside. We must have an awareness of what's on the inside. That's what the Word of God is telling us here. Watch over your heart with all diligence. From it spring the issues of life. So think about this whole matter of the heart like a reservoir. Maybe we'll use that as our illustration. From the reservoirs, the Tennessee Valley uh, Tennessee Valley electrical system, all the amazing things that go into the levees and the water systems and the, and the water that's here to generate power, but also to provide water. Or perhaps we think about uh, uh, those people who live in the West, some of the reservoirs, large reservoirs, Lake Powell, uh, some of us who've lived in the West in our lives, a, a massive reservoir at, at one of the lowest levels it's ever been, feeding so many, the Colorado River out there, the Mississippi River, all of these sources Maybe it's a spring. Maybe you live out in the country and you've got springs that come naturally out of the ground. You see, that's what the heart is in your life and mine. From my heart flow out these decisions and actions of life. I want to read this to you for the sake of time. I'll just read it, but you need to mark it and think about it. Because this verse that the Lord Jesus gives us is a verse or truth that goes right with this matter of how from the heart flow the truths of life. In Matthew 15, Jesus says this, Matthew 15, 18. But the things that proceed, listen, out of the mouth come from the heart and those defile a man. The things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and those defile a man. This is Proverbs 15, 18. Verse 19. 15, 19 of Matthew. For out, of, listen now, this is very important. Listen to our Lord Jesus. For out of the heart come evil thoughts. 
Out of the heart come murders. Out of the heart come adulteries. Out of the heart comes fornications. Out of the heart comes thefts. Out of the heart comes false witness and slander. These are the things which defile a person. You see, what defiles me is the sin that I commit in my life. But if I'm watching my heart, then guess what I'll do? Well, I'll watch the things that I do. If I watch what I say, if I watch what I look at, if I watch what I, where I go, it'll tell me a lot about my heart. That's what you see in these following verses. Notice verse 24. It says, as a result of watching your heart, put away from you a deceitful mouth. That means that no longer should you be some, you should be able to speak the truth and what you say is the truth. Your yes is yes and your no is no. You're not a deceiver. You're not a hypocrite. You're not a liar. You don't say one thing to one person and something else to someone else. You are consistent. You have put away from, you do not have a deceitful mouth. Listen, you can determine the condition of your heart by what you say. And how you talk. If bitterness is coming out of your mouth. If cursing is coming out of your mouth. If hateful speech is coming out of your mouth. If gossip and attacking others is coming out of your mouth. You know the condition of your heart. You don't need anybody else to tell you. That you need to do something about your heart condition. You see, this is what the Word of God says. When I watch over my heart with diligence, I put away a deceitful mouth. And I put away devious speech from me. I'm not in the business when I'm right with God of trying to trick people or con somebody. I speak to them truthfully in love and in grace. But you see, it goes on. It's also what I see. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight uh, in front of you, verse 25, now this is a long way from the day of Solomon. Here we are with all of our devices, all of our technology tools. What is it that you've been gazing at with your eyes? What is it that you spend your time looking at? And you linger there and you look at it and you focus on it. What is it you look at? What is it that you, oh, listen, what you look at says a lot about what's in your heart. What you look at says a lot about what's in your heart. You see, the Lord Jesus said in Luke 6, 45, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good, but the evil man out of the evil treasure brings what's evil. If I'm looking at evil, the evil gets inside of my own mind and then I convince myself, well, it would be all right for me to do some of those things. Now, this is a really important matter for every Christian in this room. What you're spending your time looking at might be best to turn off some of our televisions, might be best to take a break from your phone, might be best to turn off your computer, might be best to set some boundaries around it. And this, by the way, if you've given these devices to your children, then you must teach them the boundaries around how to use them. Or you have opened to them the most dangerous passage that your children will ever experience. 
What will God say to you as parents when you stand before him and say, Lord, I don't know what happened to my kids. And the Lord says, well, it started when you gave them that phone. It started when you listened to their whining and crying as if they're the ones in charge rather than you. And you didn't set boundaries on how time online is spent. This becomes a very dangerous matter what you look at. You must look and make your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Oh, by the way, 26, watch where you go. Watch your feet and all your ways will be established. Isn't that an interesting verse? You want your ways to be established. You want to, you want to bring some certainty to your life. You want to make sure that you want to be settled and secure. Well, then pay attention to where you go. Pay attention to who you go with and where you go and where you spend your time and who you listen to and who you associate with. Where do you go? Well, now we can go virtually places, can't we? As well as physically places. And it's hard to tell the difference between the two. Where do you go? You might find yourself... Oh, God help us, you might find yourself or your children might find themselves going somewhere virtually and associating with people who will destroy their whole idea and understanding of the truth of God's Word. This is a matter, this is an urgent matter that I'm talking about today. If you want to teach your children something that will save them in the days ahead, you'll spend time teaching your children how to watch over their heart and not fall for everything that comes their way. To guard their emotions, to guard their desires. Someone said, well, you know, I just want my kids to be happy, whatever they desire. What kind of comment is that? Whatever your kids desire, you just want them to do whatever they want so they'll be happy. I can promise you this. If you let them do whatever they desire, they'll be the most unhappy people in the world, not the most happy. That is the task of a parent. So today, godly parents understand the importance of knowing God's word by heart. Godly parents carefully guard their, heart, the heart, their own hearts from ungodliness and teach their children to guard their hearts and finally Godly parents know that a guarded heart leads to holy living. I'm not going to say things that dishonor God or my neighbor if I've watched my heart. I'm going to show respect. Well, that's something we don't know a lot about, don't we? I'm going to show respect. I'm going to respect other people. Even if I disagree with them, I'm going to be respectful. I used to say, <clears throat> like our mamas taught us, but I don't know if mamas are teaching that anymore or not. You see, there are some things we need to remember this morning as we <clears throat> finish up our time together. Let me just put these up and I'll be quick. Number one, what am I saying to you? I'm saying this, the hardest work you'll do is heart work. Because your heart doesn't want you to do it. Your heart's deceitful. Oh, I'm good. Your heart will say to you, I'm good. I don't need you. I don't need you. I'm good. Are you good? Heart work is extremely important and it's continuous work. 
Salvation comes from knowing Jesus Christ. We believe in the heart. That's what Paul said, with the heart man believes to salvation. Look, I'll tell you this, friends. Your heart is either a fountain of poison or your heart is a well springing up to life eternal. That's what the Lord Jesus said when you get saved. Your heart changes to a heart of life, a spring of life springing up and blessing others. Your heart's condition reveals your life condition. So as families... What are some things we can do together? Well, first of all, parent, you've got to keep your heart for God before you can teach your children to keep their heart. Maybe it's important for you to sit down and take a little time. I know we're busy, but you know one of the greatest blessings your children might receive from you is for you to take time with each one of them. Look, I came from a large family. I get it. I understand. It's hard. I really do. Maybe you sit down, you work out a time Mom and dad, if you're together, and you just uh, sit down and ask them how they're feeling. What are they desiring? What are their desires? You know, when mom and dad aren't there for them to tell their desires, share their desires with, they're going to find somebody to share them with. And when they share them with some people, they're going to get guidance that you don't want them to really have. But if you take the time... All the seasons of life. This is hard work. This is parenting. This is our responsibility. You grandparents are here like me. You don't have primary responsibility anymore. You know how it is. You get the grandkids and you can spoil them, do whatever you want, and then turn them back over to the kids. Bless God and they're gone and you can take a nap. Thank goodness for that. But you turn them over. But when they're there, maybe you ask your grandkids how they're doing. You don't just, you don't have to make it like a test. You can do it in conversation. <clears throat> Take them to get ice cream. Find out something they like to do. Let, just listen to what they talk about. You know, I've said to this church for years that you can read other people's minds. Did you know that? You can read other people's minds if you just listen to what they say. Listen. To what they say. Listen. If everybody will stop talking at the same time. And listen. Listen to what they say. Listen to your dear children. Listen to your grandchildren. Listen to what they're saying things. Do you hear it? Oh, how important it is. If I'm going to pray for my children and grandchildren. I have to know the condition of their heart. That means i got to spend time with them on that. Not just, hey, let's sit down and do some mindless thing like watch something on TV instead of us spending. Let's have a real live human conversation. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to do? Well, your children will learn how... It's a, it's a great thing to say, you know what? We're now going to turn off all our phones. We're not going to sit on a couch here and a chair here and text each other. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do it. We're going to turn all this off and we're going to actually, now this, this is going to be scary for some of them. You're going to look at someone in the eye and you're going to talk with them. I really believe parents must teach their children the art of having a human conversation again. I know I'm sounding old, but I'm telling you, that's the days we live in. Teach your children fellow told me the other day, I'll tell you, I want my kids to shake hands firmly. Well, bless God. Shake hands firmly. But what are you going to do? Well, you got your phone like this? No. 
No, today we have an obligation to know the condition of our children's hearts so that we pray with them. So the Word of God says, watch over your heart with all diligence. This is for all of us here today. Watch over your heart. Some of you are going to leave here. <clears throat> You're about to make a bad choice. You're about to make a bad choice. You're about to go a road you don't want to go. You're following desires you shouldn't desire. You're listening to lies someone's told you on the internet or you've picked it up from some crowd out there that you think's having fun when they're really miserable. You're about to make a bad choice. Look at your heart. Go home today. May the Holy Spirit of God stop you if you're saved. May stop you. May make you miserable. May scare you, frighten you before you do what you're going to do. Don't do it. Don't make that choice. You're making it because of the condition of your heart. So today we say, Lord, help us. Help us with our hearts. We watch it, but then we must give it to the Lord so He would help us. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life.